what a journey episode 98 we just uh for some reason just subjected ourselves to watching like the first half of the first episode that we've ever recorded uh i can't say i recommend that you scroll back and do the same um we look completely different although i'm wearing the exact, exact same, shirt. same shirt as episode one which is uh I don't know how I still fit it. <laughs> like a hundred pounds heavier. <laughs> yeah, we look, we look like completely different people back then. Um, and obviously, yeah. I mean, even even the set that we have now is better than what we were churning out back yeah. then. Um, but you know, crazy to see the development. Uh, and I think ninety eight will be a good one. We obviously have um maybe the statement win that we've been looking for to actually talk about. You know, we have a few players that you know obviously have to show up like Santi and GP um absolutely balling out and uh you know undefeated at queens and i think undefeated at home on the season you know that to me is is pretty much city football yeah i mean i was explaining it trying to explain it to one of my coworkers today um you know just how important it is for us to play at home and you know how not necessarily scary but you know it's definitely a prospect um looking forward to four away games on on the bounce um, and just how important, literally how important it is for us to play at home. Mm-hmm. And um, that it's a, it's a stat that's beyond just a home field advantage. It feels really like nobody can beat us in our in our hood. Yeah, I mean, that's that's honestly what it's been like. And I, I love that it does translate uh, between Yankee Stadium and City Field. Because I think that that is a testament mostly to the fans, I think. Oh, for um, sure. The, you know, because the atmosphere, I think, both ways is obviously always incredible. Um, and and that would be the one constant between these two stadiums. Um, and, you know, it, it does mean a lot to have those guys there. Uh, obviously, the team put on a good show for them. Um, I think, you know, starting it off with, with kind of the lineup as we usually do, the most shocking part was when we see it roll out that both Ledesma and Santi are starting. Uh, all the questions start getting asked, like how, you know, what, what puzzle pieces is Cushing plugging into different spots? Um, and obviously we saw Santi get to go at the nine, the false nine at times. Um, but I, I think like, honestly, for the most part, he was playing like a proper, a proper nine up top and looking good doing it. Yeah. I mean, there, there's um, parts where it's pretty fluid, where Talas and Santi were kind of switching whoever was, you know, in the, in the position after pressing, but I think we might have literally called it out last week. Not, that, I mean, we take credit every week, but yeah, I, I think mean, we every, called it out last week too. that we wanted to start the game the way that we ended games, where we had Ledesma at the ten and Santi at nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the the City Boys were talking about it on uh, the New York Post SNY show. You know, just saying how important it was to get Santi on the end of balls. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it took a lot of pressure from Santi to, you know, not have the weight of having to create, not having the weight of, you know, run, being the engine of the team, um, you know, having that, that ghost of Maxi behind him. Mm-hmm. It showed that, you know, if you get him confident, he's going to he's gonna turn up for us. I'll be honest, though, there's the first 40 minutes, I, I had him on front watch. <laughs> first 40 minutes of Santi's game, I was like, dude, he's the worst player on our team by far. Um, you know, counting the days till he's gone type of thing. Mm-hmm. But he turned it around. Uh, yeah, I think the most, like, impressive thing for me, too, with the two goals he scored was, like, they were striker goals. Like, straight up, they were striker goals. Obviously, the first one, uh, I, I don't know if it was, I think it was Keaton or Ledesma, like, got busted up with one of the defenders, and I think the ball just, like, deflected perfectly into his path, and he just 
buries that thing far corner, um, driven shot two, and then which reminded me of a lot of Tati goals. Yeah, to be honest, exactly. A lot of the goals that Tati scored for us looked like exactly like that. Exactly, and then uh, the next one, obviously, I think a lot of the magic from this one came from GP, and you know we we probably have to have a pretty lengthy conversation about GP because he was quietly incredible. Probably one assist is not not good enough to represent really what he brought to this game. Um, but the ball that he plays across to Santi and, you know, he, he's in the right spot, making the right attacking run um, and just finishing what to most people looks like a run of the mill attempt. But, you know, we just even spent an hour at the, the park kicking around and yeah. we can't, you know, you can't count on one hand the number of times that we get a ball put on a platter like Santi and that thing ends up in the street 400 <laughs> feet away <laughs> because we're wandering it. Um, so yeah, I mean to to be in that position and to score those striker goals, um, I feel a little bit more comfortable knowing that today is transfer deadline. I mean there could be news breaking on Twitter and we have no clue because we're recording, um, but it puts my mind at ease to see Santi go out and do that. Um, at least enough to the point that I think we could hold off till summer. And I don't want to overreact on one game, one performance, but you know summer's not that far away if Santi's playing like this. Yeah, no, definitely. I think. Um, he showed that he can be dangerous in uncomfortable positions. Um, I jokingly said that GP was hiding his right foot for the past two seasons just for that ball, um, just to be able to be in the position to play that ball perfectly with his right foot. Um, but yeah, Santi could be very, very dangerous in that spot. But, you know, the other side of it, not to be a Debbie Downer, is he's kind of played himself into not having a choice. Mm-hmm. and needing to be, you know, kind of plugged in wherever he can fit because we can't afford to not have him on the field, um, or we couldn't for the past couple of games. But also, you know, he really wasn't doing much to prove that he needed to be on the field yeah. in the position that he wants to play. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm happy to see the two goals. I hope that the confidence um, works in his favor and it's not just, you know, two, three, four games of him trying to shoot long shots and be a hero. I hope he really just grows into the confidence and grows into the role and really starts to click with the rest of the players around him. Yeah, I think you were saying it when we were watching the game. Once he, I think as soon as he scores that first goal, like, oh, no, we're going to start seeing tons of Santi long shots because he's feeling himself now. Um, but, yeah, I think you're right. Not you know, not only did he, he play himself out of that position, but I think you know players like uh, Richie obviously played Santi out of the position with what they bring to the field um, when they're there. And I think Richie, by all accounts, had another solid game. I think not quite as flashy as we've seen or as we saw last week at City Field, um, but still, you know, quietly doing what needs to be done in that midfield. I mean, I'm excited to see a Richie that has the stamina to go the full 90 minutes. I know we keep having to yank him in the 60th, you know, around that time period. I feel period. like it's tactical, though. I feel like he has it in him. You think so? Yeah, hmm. definitely. Just the, the, the amount of youthful energy oh, yeah. that he brings say, you have to imagine as a 20 year old yeah <laughs> yeah and so i think he's got it in him i think it's tactical that he's getting pulled um when i uh, the highlight from for me from richie was the dog in him that came out when when he was pushing other players and stuff like that far cry from the <laughs> from the timid kid in the corner of the locker room with with yeah. media crowding him you know like i thought that was really cool i wanted i I like seeing that, um, you know, I'm a Steelers fan for the NFL, so I like when my guys are a little chippy and yeah. like, like to get into it. So 
Um, you know, I like seeing that from him uh, as on top of a very good performance. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think we we should kick off the conversation about GP. Um, for me, it almost it almost seems crazy to say, but I think I would even place him above Santi when it comes to uh, best players or, or players that I rate highly uh, on the pitch. Um, I think he was unlucky not to get that first goal that was the solo attempt uh you know got called off sides i mean it was it was close it definitely didn't look like it um on the broadcast uh and the apple tv guys had just no clue what was going on yeah it, i guess it was the initial pass you know you could see his heel was slightly off sides but i mean even even at that point he receives the ball and then he brings it back right and then continues to you know make this entire run and then slot the ball near post um so I don't think the offsides gave him any advantage. That's that's uh, a goal to me. Yeah, you still have to you still have to call it, but uh, I think we can still look at the attempt or the goal that was um, for what it was as an incredible thing. I mean, yeah, none Which, of none of it was advantage off for off the offsides. Right, and realistically, he gets the you know the goal, the assist, and then technically the two. shot that turns into a goal as yeah. well. So um, I mean, if you if you count those as assists um, in your stat book, then he had a really good game, and he's silently been this killer that's been since constantly he got, contributing ever since he got benched. Yeah, since he got benched, he did not like that, clearly. The exact <laughs> response that we wanted from him, the exact response that Cushing wanted from him, and I'll get into Cushing in a bit, which, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to be, um, you know, I can maybe see some some folks in the, in the community not really being on board, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I've got some comments on Nick Cushing coming up, but, yeah, yeah um, it really just shows the confidence that, you know, everyone has in him now, including himself. And you even you see him after the games, and he's just, you know, calm as ever, checking his phone, you know, business as usual for him. So, yeah, I, I think with GP2, I mean, you touched on it briefly earlier. The, the big part for me, and I think this is the first time that I've seen it so uh, prevalent in one game, was him starting to use that right side. Yeah. I think, I think preseason... Uh, even even the end of last season, and then as this season had be, you know began to develop, we're talking weeks one through three when he scores you know the first two left footed goals, you know where he cuts in and he does his regular thing, and we're on here having conversations. You know if that's the only trick in GP's arsenal, um, it it's not going to take long for people to shut that down. And I think in this game specifically, he showed that you know maybe it was all part of the plan. I mean maybe Cushing's telling him you know take take that left that left side as much as you can for the first seven weeks and then yeah you get to week eight nine and now I almost felt like on every attempt aside from the offside goal that got called yeah he was cutting he right. was taking his right side every single time and I think it is more of a case of him taking what was given to him mm-hmm. you know because if you're gonna go and which we haven't seen him do prior though right going exactly. to the right he kind of would force it I think maybe Cushing got in, got in his ear and was like, just take what they give you. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're going to try to fully close down your your um, cutting to the left, just take it to the right and see, you know, a, a bad ball is better than no ball. Yep. You know, a bad ball is better than getting dispossessed and mm-hmm. losing, you know, losing an attack. So, you know, take what you can get and, and it paid heavily. On, on both of those, on yeah. the Santi assist and then if you want to call it an assist to Tales, it did as well. And it's funny because every time you see him running down the wing, you've got one to two guys that are just jockeying him on his left side only. Right. And it, it seems like so so simple for him to cut to his right, and he does just that. And I think even uh, more impressive, like 
I think he's been showing a lot more skills, sort of like Tales esque uh, going on, um, which typically, yeah, that's all we've ever seen from Tales and not necessarily other people on the team. So I don't know. I guess it's more exciting that way. I think, you know, he got lucky with the, the shot that he took that fell at Tales' feet, came off his knee the right way. Um, but, you know, sometimes that's how it's going to go, especially when you're at home. It feels like, you know, those things are more likely to happen. Um, and I think all around, I think we've both been pretty happy with Cushing's team selection, uh, the, sort of the way that he's been running the team, whether it's the GP sitting and then now look at what's come from that um, and, and everything related to that. Yeah, well, I, I was joking with you that uh, Nick Cushing has like a skill move ban until there's a certain scoreline, minimum <laughs> yeah. 2-0 to, to start doing skills. Um, but yeah, if, if we want to get into Nick, I think Nick's selection and overall management um, has been severely overlooked, in my opinion. Like everyone's talking about, um, you know, Santi, obviously the performance is good. Ledesma, obviously the the performance is good. Mm-hmm. Who's the guy making those decisions? Like, who's the guy plugging for the past four or five games, microdosing Santi at the nine to close out games with Ledesma at the ten, seeing how it works out, and finally feeling confident enough to throw it into a game. Yeah, we've seen this build up for four or, or five weeks, yeah. whatever it is. All. Um, you know, having an Alfredo come in off of the bench to close games out. Um. All of these decisions, obviously, we're not we're not going to be completely one hundred percent happy with every single sub or every single decision. But he's been spot on lately. He's made correct and ballsy lineup decisions that have paid off like immediately. Immediately, he's made, you know, in my opinion, pretty quick and decisive moves with mm-hmm. Tales with Santi. Um, you know, not playing Alfredo immediately after he gets back from injury and. You know, disrupting that that chemistry that Keaton and Sands were starting to build. All of these decisions that have led us to this position, and kind of just rode rode those ro- rocky waves out, and just got us to this position. I think he deserves a lot of praise for that. I think he deserves, you know, a lot of credit for how the players respond to him, the the grab that he has on that locker room. I think he's our guy. Like he's. He's, I, I think so much more highly of him now than I did even at the end of last season where we were like, yeah, I guess he deserves to be our coach for another year or whatever. Yeah. You know, I, I feel really, really confident in him. And some, like, in the midst of all this team selection that you're talking about and, and sitting GP and sitting key guys and giving other guys enough time to, to get out of a funk or something, um, all the meanwhile picking up some pretty big results. I yeah. mean – as much as it sucks to travel to Gillette to only see us leave with a point, like the Revs are the top of the table and have right. been for the Eastern Conference, uh, I think all season. So to go into their home, obviously a very a very tough environment. We have history with them as well, um, and and to nab a point there, especially when it comes in the fashion of a late goal, uh, one of those types of things where a tie feels like a win, or yeah, a tie feels like a win. Um, but then Nashville, obviously getting the boys ready. Uh, when we've already come in with an L on our shoulders from Nashville. Um, I think in most cases, probably we don't expect to lose at home, but it's, you know, there's a lot, there's a big difference between expectations and then going on the field and like making sure that those expectations are met. Um, So getting points against Nashville uh, and getting points against FC Dallas, I mean, I'll say it, 
as soon as we record the episode prior to FC Dallas and we're on here like, you know, who plays for them anyways <laughs> and, and just sounding like idiots. And then we, you know, we start proper doing our research, right. previewing, and we're like, oh, man, they have Jesus Ferreira, who's on fire right now. Yeah, Paul Ariola, And then he scores, he scores the goal against Mexico. Right. Um, and is looking good. And then, yeah, all, all of the other guys, uh, legit too. Um, you start to get worried and you start yeah. to realize, you know, anything can happen any day and they are a better team than, than we really chalked them up to be. And to get those three points too, that's that's a big result. Yeah, it's um, huge. And I think, yeah, I think you're right. You know, Cushing obviously deserves a lot mm-hmm. of respect. I think most telling is going to be five episodes from now uh, when we've we've hopefully battled our way through this four game away stretch um and we're we're looking down philly at home for the first time since then um it's gonna say a lot about this team obviously doing it away is so much different than doing it at home especially in the mls um you know i'm kind of excited to see how it goes i think a lot of people are thinking that based on the uh the matchups we should be able to get you know at least two wins maybe seven points out of four um but that that to me is going to be probably the most interesting part of the season that we've had so far to tell to show us really where where everybody is at on the team definitely yeah no it'll show um but i just want to you know rate him on on the things that really matter you know his leadership through it mm-hmm. you know how is he managing the boys how is he you know handling possible adversity you know i i like the decisions for example like he, he he'd rather go with seagal if you're not playing the position right, I'd rather play a kid than you. Mm-hmm. That sends such a message not only to a star player but to the rest of the team. And to Seagal. Yeah, and just just to say like I don't care, I literally don't care if you are not performing, you are not playing the position that I need on mm-hmm. this field, you know. And so, I back that man. Um, even if we, you know, I'll say even if we go through a little bit of a rough patch, I I would kind of expect it through some away games, but. You know our team's too good to to not get some results so we, you know we'll definitely be holding him accountable yeah but i think he's our guy and i think you know not i don't want this to be just the cushion glazing episode but <laughs> um i think there's something to be said in in the the era of the not the era but the day of the mlf transfer window obviously i know there's fo involved and, and david lee is probably involved in these discussions too but he has a i think a very good understanding of the players that he likes and the players that he doesn't like and then what he can get out of each group of those players. Um, I think, like you said, decisive is the right. key word. Tiago, obviously, uh, we talked about it for a while. Everybody talked about it for a while. We had no idea why he was iced out of the team, and then he gets sent off. You know what? If Cushing doesn't rate him, that's how it's going to be, um, and we'll move him if that's the case, and that was done. And then today, deadline day, you know, you hate to see uh, somebody that run a championship with us go. Um, but we had the same conversations about Malt. We said yeah. he's iced out of the team. Nobody really knows why. Obviously, the only the only common denominator is that Cushing just doesn't rate him for whatever reason. Um, probably Kevin O'Toole's end of last season was a big part of that because that kid's a baller and apparently has a big fan in Lil Pump. Um, <laughs> Super weird crossover. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, decisive in that way too. Not only to sit players, but to remove them from the team if uh, – not to be harsh, but if they're dead weight and you don't have any plans for them to be there, then turn yeah. them into cash and do something with that cash. Yep. Um, and it looks like that's what they're doing. So 
you know, good on good on David Lee and good on Cushing. Uh, obviously, I'll have a part of it and just being decisive with those players and and making your decisions. I think it it's it's probably the best way to manage the locker room up front with everybody. You know, truthful about who is what and and who means what to the team and all that. Um, in the long run, it's just gonna it's gonna make it so everybody can trust each other and and build a strong environment. So yeah, no, just doing right by Malt um, because he was a huge part of our team and. He was a big part of the reason we won a championship, you know, despite, you know, the battle between him and Goody, mm-hmm. he was a huge part of our team. And, and the respectful thing is to let him go play ball somewhere else if he's not going to play here. Uh, yeah, you have to imagine he was asking. To yeah, and, you have to, you know, fair. And he's to, good enough too. fair to him. He never raised this, you know, never caused a scene, mm-hmm. you know, was pro through it all, you know, more professional probably than I would have been. Yeah. You know, if I was a dude that won a chip with you and. You know, all of a sudden my, you know, my desk is clear. It's, I, I would be like, you know, what the hell? What's going yeah. on? Yeah. Um, so, you know, and, and even more for an inter- international player, bringing his family here and everything, you know, to really do nothing but train, you know. So I, I feel like we've finally done right by him and let him go play ball somewhere. I just hope he doesn't hurt us. Yeah. Because he has the ability to. Yeah. And I guess he's, I guess he's chalked up to, uh, to start in Columbus um i think it was tactics um old friend of the show we still communicate sometimes but you know one of the first guests that we brought on uh tweeted you know it's a small world because will sands which is james sands twin brother and also from our academy just went down in columbus as their left back um and now Malday is is headed over there packing his bags to go and replace him so that's pretty cool what a what a weird you know league and world mls is but yeah it'll be cool to keep an eye on on Malde. I think he'll probably always hold a, a spot in our hearts for having that ring. Oh, and I'm, what I'll do is, and, and it's going to cash out, so if you got sports betting in your area, <laughs> just go ahead and ride with this. Um, Malt anytime assists in his first game. It's, it's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. Oh, wow. Okay. That's kind of like if you had bet. Got to be like plus 10,000 or something. Something crazy. <laughs> like, I'm retiring off this. Yeah. Penny to a billion dollars. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean that's that's about it. Hopefully, no you know major news breaks after we record this. If we have a nine, we might have to hop back in the studio before work tomorrow morning and like scream. I guess just scream, just get on the mics and just <laughs> scream out of happiness. But you know, I, I don't, don't know. I don't envision it happening. I'm about thirty pounds away from being a nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we've been training. We've been training. We have been training. Um. I don't know. I, I think with, with some things that are cooking and, you know, behind the scenes, mm-hmm. it's only right to get fit. Um, yeah. It's only right to get, you know, back into it. It's easier. I found it's much easier now for us that there's like something to look forward to. Like it makes it so much easier yeah. when you're like, you know, I will just be an embarrassment if we don't do this. <laughs> so uh, it has to be done. Um, when you're trying to play across to Adam and you're like, all right, if people are watching this, it's a different it's a different gravy yeah. to have to connect this ball. Also, today was the, the best session out of all the ones we've had to the point where um, we were spending time focusing on celebrations, which yeah. was just <laughs> true. I mean, when it's the third time you've played in the last, like, four years, you just I mean, can't, can't have that. But in terms, of, in terms of our body, it felt the best. And when when we're pulling off, like I'm I'm in a sprint and pulling off a weak foot cross straight <laughs> to your dome. Yeah, yeah. Like things are just clicking. Yeah. So I don't know. So nobody, mo- most people, most listeners will have no idea what we're talking about. Um, but uh, hopefully something something coming in the future that we're working on. 
um, we'll keep you guys obviously updated as we work that out. But this this gives me kind of old post ninety vibes. Wrapping it up around you know twenty twenty five, um, getting you guys in here and getting you out quick, uh, and looking forward to to the next game. I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to start this away game. Uh, I think Cushing will will have him ready though. So. How many you want to put on Johnson's head? I, I think want, we got at least to, three, four, five in us. I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even want to talk about him. Uh, oh, because I want to. Oh my god! Not, not, not to, not to uh, extend it too much, but um, I know I just heard you say the you know old vibes. Yeah, real slow. <laughs> we couldn't. We couldn't add another topic. <laughs> we couldn't make it to the the stadium, but uh, we have we have a bit of a multi-screen setup. If you've seen it on Twitter, and we had to have the Toronto and Philly game um, while we were watching the. The NYCFC game and yeah, Sean got four put on his head. Um, Looked like a bozo. Yeah, and and I think maybe my favorite part. I don't know if it was the the first one that he got scored on him, but one of them was an own goal, and it was like one of their center backs passed it to another of their center backs, and the center back cleanest finish against his own keeper. Um, and Sean kicks the post and was very mad. So, uh, you know, not dogging him too much because I would I would have him on here. I on would, here? yeah, I would have him on here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was just gonna say when you take money, um, but yeah. you want to instead play with bush league center backs as opposed to uh, the the best MLS pairing that you've had or that the league has seen in in Chino and Collins or even, I mean, it's kind of like I can't imagine a Collins and Tiago Martins with how Tiago Martins is playing right now. Oh. I oh. mean, we we might have no goals scored on, on us this season, but. Um, you know, some people like money well, it's just more like, than other things. It's like back in the day when we had Briant and David Villa. <laughs> it's like, I do have such a pile of gold in, in the front and such a pile of crap in the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't even name one of their center backs. But Bernadeschi, though, looks... Or was it Insigne that did that? Insigne, I think it was well, Bernadeschi. Bernadeschi had the nice dribbling that led to nothing. But <laughs> Insigne had the nice curler. Yeah, that was crazy. But. So... Uh, I don't know. Waffle. Best best of luck, Sean. Because yeah, now is now is a bad time to meet us. After Dude, it's a bad time for Sansa to be heating up, and to to remember you. Yeah, very very bad. For time. GP and remember that you you left us too. Braza for money. Braza, you know, emerging. That's the other thing that that's Braza's a dog. That to me, I mean, it's when you say the maybe one of the most underrated being Cushing. I think Braza is up there too. Yeah, I mean he. Even these last two games, he's been absolutely insane. And the the comparison between watching Sean and Barraza at work right next to each other was shocking. Yeah. Was oh, absolutely shocking. Night and day. Um, so big ups to Barraza. Kid has been incredible. I mean, that's that's really the only word for it. Brick wall. Um, so that's ninety eight. Looking forward to Toronto. I hope it I hope it goes well for uh for Sean back there. Toronto. <laughs> Toronto. <laughs> yeah. Um that'll do it at post ninety pod, uh TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, um, Apple Pod, Spotify, wherever you can find a podcast. Anywhere you got a podcast. <laughs> we're we're uploading it there. So uh we'll catch you guys in ninety nine. Jeez. Peace.